Welcome to the Property Voice Podcast, helping you to navigate safely through the world of property investing. Get the lowdown and updates, insights and outcomes on all matters property with a splash of entertainment along the way. The Property Voice, a voice to trust among the crowd. Now, let's get started with your host, Richard Brown. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Voice podcast. My name, as always, is Richard Brown, and it's a pleasure to uh, for you to join me today or me to join you today. You see, I'm forgetting my uh, intro scripts already. The um, We're in this sort of kind of mini-series, uh, calling it TPV and Friends, Richard and Friends, and um, with me today is Shiggy Pachter. And Shiggy, uh, thanks so much, first of all, for joining me today. Welcome. Uh, thank you for for having me. It, it's a little bit surreal being on the other side. Yeah, because you are on the other side, literally, and have been for a little while now. Just so people don't know, uh, Shiggy does all the sort of production and makes it the podcast sound half reasonable, even when I'm messing it up somehow. And um, she has to listen to my voice every single week and has done for a couple of years or so now. So um, that's who you are. But why don't you just open and tell us a little bit more about yourself, first of all, so listeners know how to picture you and where you're fitting and we'll have a little chat. Sure. Um, so for, for a, I suppose, an audio visual description, I am a woman of color. Um, I'm Dutch Kenyan. So if you can't place my accent, that's a beginning of the reason why. Born and raised in Kenya, um, lived in England for far too long, privately educated up to university, didn't finish a degree in university, just decided to start doing my own stuff. Uh, really, because I didn't like offices. Offices are horrible. Um, but I did try my hand at becoming like a fully-fledged sound engineer at uh, university because that's what I was really passionate about. Um, and being in a male-dominated space, I just kind of got over it. I was just done with like trying to prove myself all the time. So I took a step back from that um, and kept sound en- engineering as a hobby that I just help people out with uh, since two thousand and three. Wow, that was a long time ago. Um, (laughs) So that's always been in the back burner. Um, And then this kind of formal like podcast editing and audiobook editing and all the editing stuff that I do now started about two and a half, three years ago. Um, After an outdoor adventure startup, I was a uh, co-partner of um, kind of went a bit horrible like everyone's got a story. I think anyone who does startups, like, you know, big proper startups, there's always going to be a story or five of things that failed for various reasons. So I have two of those um, <laughs> <laughs> prior to Audiofy. And what what other interesting stuff is there? I'm trying to like condense a lot of stuff into like two minutes. Um, I do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I've done Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for four years. I'm a rock climbing instructor as well. I love bouldering. I've done a martial art from the age of six of some description and I have a naked cat or a hairless cat. I think that's more appropriate. So I have a Sphinx cat and I live in London. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and, uh, you know, it's great to be honest, because you probably don't fit the profile of many of the guests um, I've had over the last couple of years. Um, but I think you were absolutely integral to, you know, what's been going on over the last couple of years. And I think, you know, one of the things I wanted to do was just sort of, just elaborate a little bit about, you know, um, you know, from my point of view, I've got, you know, the, the points, the original point of the podcast, which, you know, has changed. The original point of the podcast was to sort of share knowledge, particularly for, 
you know, entry level people um, in the property space. But it's about building uh, an authority and building an audience and, you know, uh, following a medium that you're comfortable, I'm comfortable, you know, operating in, you know, by the way, probably won't show the video because I'm better on audio than I am on video. Um, I like the written word as well. So there'll be some show notes and stuff like that, which gets translated. So I think, you know, you enable that to happen, you know, because I, I definitely didn't want to do all that techie stuff. You know, a lot of a lot of people get involved in whether it be audio production, video production, audio visual. Um, they kind of double up, don't they? They, they yep. try and do it themselves. And you know, I don't know what your views on that are, by the way. Um, well, I I, I can share that because I'm right now I'm kind of in the midst of of trying to create solutions to problems I'm seeing. Because um, there are there are some people like like with everything. I mean, you, you get the same in property. There are. Um, insanely effective, efficient self-starters who, you know, they get three points of, of like a three point action plan and they're off. Like, that's it. You won't see them for a while. And then they come back and like, oh, I'm, I'm at this level now. And you're just like, wow. Okay, cool. Like, that's amazing. But they're always the outlier. Like the average kind of sum of people tend to be those who for in, in podcasting, at least, um, they're not really as technically savvy as they think they are, or they want to be, um, you know, people who can, I don't know, work their way around an Android phone and an iPhone, it's all well and good, but can you deal with the time suck? Like a lot of people forget how much time it takes to edit stuff. And then if you're not comfortable listening to your own voice, like that's a whole other issue because you record for 20 minutes, your actual editing time is probably going to be 40 minutes to an hour if you're really quick. If you're not really quick, then you're probably looking at two hours because you don't know where the thing is to do the thing to, you know, get rid of the dog barking in the background, which you can't do, by the way, um, on basic stuff, basic editing stuff. People are like, oh, can you get rid of this sparrow squeaking in the background? It's like, no, I can't. I actually can't unless you pay me a stupid amount of money to like slice into the audio. And that, that'll take me six hours. So it'll probably take you 12. So, yeah, so I find a lot of people have... Um, the incentive, the drive, the idea, the initial kind of like dopamine rush to like do a podcast. And then they get thwarted by the realization that the amount of time they have to spend, they have to schedule it in. Um, and they might do it begrudgingly for the first six or seven episodes. But then after a while that like, there are so many podcasts that are part of like the podcast debris yeah. out there. If you imagine like podcast roadkill. Exactly. Exactly. They got roadkill, you got driftwood, like all of those kind of things. Um, and then there's obviously the financial kind of background that people don't take into account of like even a basic account, you know, on, on Libsyn, say for example, is I think $7, which is about five pounds or something. Um, so I'm going to say five pounds because my maths is terrible. So five by 12 is 60. <laughs> so you already have 60 pounds um as an outlier already even if you didn't do anything to your podcast for you know forever after doing one season you still need to pay 60 pounds a month uh 60 pounds a year sorry to keep your podcast up and running so lots of variables that people don't take into account absolutely um i was always clear from the beginning that i didn't really want to be the guy who did the techie stuff you know, I mean, somebody when I when I first started, there was Matthew and there was uh, Colin from uh, who who you know are not doing it anymore, uh, and they were always doing that. And they they 
they use the phrase, well, you we're the tech and you're the the talent. Yep. But I, was, I never I never really thought of myself as talent, but I may be the, the gobby one, um, you know, just talking a lot. But yeah, it was for me, it was always a case of that. And it's interesting because over the over the years, people have come to me and said, Oh, we really I'd really like to pick your, your brains about starting a podcast. In, inevitably, they would ask me questions like, you know, what technology, you know, what equipment, you know, and then what software and you know, editing production stuff, you know, you know, I have no clue, you know, really, because that's not me. I've never gone that way. Uh, I I just speak a lot. I try and you know do the, the that part, and that's that was deliberate. I always did that. But what was interesting is how we came to meet, yes. because and I know you wanted to chat about that a little bit, uh, because I was struggling at the time. So Colin and and Matthew, who were helping me in the early years, what they didn't tell me is that they no longer did it anymore. And then one day they said, oh. We, we don't do this anymore. And you're our last client who we ever did it for. And you might want to try and find someone else to take over. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know. I was just biz- merrily just kind of pumping, you know, recordings and they were doing it. And then it just got to, you know, that anyway. Yeah. So they, they then had a, a technology. I don't know if I should mention it. Yeah, um, sure. Go for uh, it. I think it's called Ali2. You mentioned yes. it earlier. Yeah. And I then had a go because it was supposed to be very user friendly uh, that even I could do. And I was doing for a while the podcast that way myself. And, um, it, you know, it was sort of fairly intuitive and I could do basic stuff like stitching intros and outros and music bumpers and stuff like that. But I couldn't really do a lot of, you know, I definitely couldn't remove dog barking um or sparrows but there we go so i was doing that for a while and then well you pick it up from there because how from your perspective did we meet because i think we have a common common friend yes we do um so it was it was quite interesting at the time i think it was the tail end of 2018 um because that was when my previous uh business startup was was kind of just falling apart and I had to kind of just take a step away, a proactive step away before it kind of blew up in my face. Um, and uh, our mutual friend is Damien Fogg, a brilliant, bright spark of just human. <laughs> um, and uh, he had he had recorded an audiobook for his book, um, but he recorded it, I think, in Thailand or somewhere and just wanted someone to make it audible friendly, you know, and... I didn't realize that this was a skill set I had been sitting on for ages that was actually of value. So he posted it. It's like, I've got these audio files. I need, I need someone to fix them. And everyone was going, oh, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And I'm just like, give me these files. What is this thing? Like, let me do it for free. What the hell? Like, literally, I was just like, no, this, this is too easy. Like, for me, it was like walking into a candy store, taking like the most expensive candy and then walking out, right? Um, and he did. And I edited it. And I was just like is that it? And he's just like, yeah. And he's like, you should make it a business. I'm like, okay. And that's literally how Audiofy started um, formally instead of me just helping people out. And his book went out and he really enjoyed it. And, you know, it's still out there. Uh, and um, The Money Shot. Is that The Money Shot? The Money Shot, yeah. So the audio version of The Money Shot is what I edited. It was my first formal, actual, proper, like business audiobook that I edited. And formally I have, now I have a studio, quote, quote, unquote, on ACX, which is the back end of Audible. It's like, mm-hmm. I think Kindle has KDP, which is its yeah. back end for, for publishing. And then a- ACX is the back end for Audible, 
Um, uh-huh. Just in case people have ever wondered, how do I get my stuff up on Audible? ACX.com. Go have a look and then come have a chat with me. Um, I say, I'd rather just have a chat with you. <laughs> base, I mean, that that's this is the thing, like looking at all the tech and stuff, like you said earlier, people get confused about technology and stuff. And my very flippant response when people ask, how do I start a podcast? I'm like, with your phone? And then they're just like, no, really, how do I start a podcast? I'm like, oh, really, with your phone? But I digress. Um, so Damon was really super chuffed with what I did. And I just said, hey, can you just tell people and like refer people to me? Because um, from my personal training days, I never really liked the kind of cold calling side of things because it's just, it's really soul sucking. And then like, you know, some people just don't care. And then sometimes you get people who just jump in out of desperation and it, I really hated it. So I just kind of went down the do a good job and make sure everybody knows about it type of thing. So every time I did a good job with someone, I was just like, can you go tell at least five people? please. Um, I didn't tell Damien any of that. I'm just like, can you tell other people? He's like, okay. And then just, I just got these referrals coming in. So he did an intro between you and me, um, about podcasting. It's just like, uh, my friend Richard has a podcast. He's looking for a new editor. Um, go have a chat with him. And I was like, okay. And that, <laughs> that's basically how it started. So we started chatting. Um, and I realized that you just needed like kind of just basic editing. You didn't need the flashy, like, go create a jingle from scratch, um, you know, go and look at your podcast website and kind of sleuth around to create perfect show notes and, you know, all those kind of things that a lot of people don't realize takes a lot of time with podcast management. Um, but you had like, for me, you had 80% done. I just had to do 20%, which was take your audio files, get the audio to a nice decent level. If the audio is quiet, bump it up so it's louder. Um, you know, if, if people have weird background noises, try and edit that as best as I can. Dropouts, all that kind of stuff for me was like easy, which I know for you was not easy. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so th- that was literally it. We had a conversation on Facebook and and um, I was like, cool, let's do it. And that was 20, beginning of 2019, I think. Probably. Um, yeah. Sounds, sounds about right. I was trying to picture the timing. So it was almost three years, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. the, the lockdown kind of messes, like, time up really badly yeah. because it's just, like, a year went by and it's 2021 and so much 2022. Like, no, no, it happened, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's how we met. It's pretty much it as well. Um, there's a bit you're not going to mention. Um, <laughs> just teasing. Just teasing. Um, and, um, yeah, it's been cool. And, and what I've really appreciated, frankly, I just sort of put it out there because, you know, it's just you and me chatting and maybe a couple of people listening in. Um, is you you just were a perfect fit for me. Um, and we'll get into maybe why that's the case, actually, I'm sure, in this conversation. But you were a really perfect fit for me because whenever I went to, like, production houses or whatever you want to call it, you know, sound engineer or firms, businesses, mm. uh, you know, it's like, well, this is kind of what I need. And I, I no, nah, it doesn't work that way. You What you need to do is batch process stuff and send it X weeks in advance and stuff like that. And I know that, to be fair, that I can understand why that is a good practice and a good discipline of how to do things. But it just wasn't how I worked. And, you know, I was kind of trying to find someone who could work with me the way that I ideally wanted them to work, within reason. Hmm. And um, you were an absolutely amazing fit. Um, And we'll get into it. But, you know, and I tried not to take advantage of that. But at the same time, you know, now and again, there's been the odd glitch, you know, between us because sometimes a little bit last minute, you know, not from your perspective necessarily, but from mine. And so we've had this 
And I think we had this sort of Facebook chat relationship for a, a large part of that yep. time. And it was only relatively recently that we thought maybe we should kind of properly meet and stuff. <laughs> um, and we did, didn't we? So, God, yeah, that's right. We never actually yeah. spoke yeah. like, you know, face to face on Zoom. It was just writing. No. Oh. Uh, it's funny. The, there's so many relationships I've had, uh, relationships that, you know, whatever, encounter business relationships yeah. um, I've had where I haven't actually met someone. But, you know, now with this Zoom and video conferencing and stuff like that, that's become more regular, especially through lockdown. But I think um, that was a key point as well when we did actually have that meetup. And we'll, we'll probably talk about that, but maybe before there. So what do you do apart from the, the 20% you say is easy of what I do in you, you do, in terms of podcasting and audiovisual, how, how could you help other people who might be listening to this? So if we if we go into like the bigger scale of things, I, I actually now have a little team, um, which I'm proud to say, you know, like I've, I've grown up into a team. So I have editors who actually do the work for me. And what you say about um, other production houses needing more time in advance, I actually do have that now. Um, but that's with them, not with me, yeah. because like... I think you and maybe one other person, just because of the way our brains work, they kind of work better that way. So at least with you, like my my brain kind of goes, hmm, we should be getting a file in the next eight hours. So mentally, just like a little block of my brain is just like, we should be getting a message on like, what, 28, 28 to 30 hours before the episode's due to go live. I should be getting a thing of some sort. And I think the time zones kind of actually help with that. Um, yeah. Cause you'll, you'll send it like at, you know, do you mind me saying this out loud for people no. to know? All right. No. <laughs> so like, cause of the time difference, I usually get a message from you on like Tuesday morning. So Monday evening, Tuesday morning at about like one thirty, maybe 2 AM. Right. Which is fine because I'm a night owl. I work between 11 PM and 3 AM most days sometimes i don't because sometimes i'm tired um so when you send a message i'm just like oh cool and i'll download the files and then i'll go to sleep i have to have a normal tuesday and then tuesday evening for me is when i edit your episode um i've tried to change it i think for a week i managed to do like mornings and you were just like oh what is this and i'm just like i'm trying to be a new person and then it failed miserably and just went back to my old ways um and yeah so i sent it to you probably almost the same time sometimes like so from the monday it'll be like a full 24 hours later that you'll get the file to go up and it goes live in like five six hours after that um at, that's not normal people listening that is not normal <laughs> do not call me and ask me to do that i will not okay like i don't have the capacity i only have the capacity like for two maybe three people to do that for but basically what i do is uh i help people figure out how to record their podcasts initially so if they only have a phone if you only have an iphone or you only have an android phone of some description you can actually record really decent podcasts off of that um whether you have a lav mic or you want to get a, a better mic that connects via your usb or lightning bolt connection to your phone um you can use that and there's platforms i don't like anchor i will never like anchor i'm putting it out there because i got <laughs> burned so badly by them i lost no anchor. Like, no anchor no anchor is bad like, oh, but it, it, no if you want something that's free that you can upgrade into okay because the problem with anchor is it's permanently free anchor doesn't currently have any paid options right which is a problem 
Because if there are no paid options, you are constantly the product, which means as and when they decide to change um, how they work. So Anchor got bought out by Spotify, if people don't know about this. And as a result, um, yes, you can use music from Spotify, but it's only half, uh, it's half a minute, so it's 30 seconds. Um, if you're not a member, if you don't have a, a paid Spotify account, you only listen to 30 seconds of a song, which is silly. Um, if you're a member, then you listen to the whole song, but that's how they generate revenue. That's how they kind of pull people into their revenue stream. Um, and also you don't have any control of any ads that they decide to put into your show. Right. So if you're talking about something pretty dark and, you know, despairing and they put some really like bad ad in there, you have no control over that and you, you could lose listeners who are just like this. Who, is- who do we go to then if it's not Anchor? Come on. So Podbean is probably my first um, place of choice. If you want something that's free that you can trial, um, there are some restrictions in Podbean, but I like that Podbean also has a app editor as well. So like you mentioned Alitu, which is meant to be this like, you know, all friendly kind of encompassing thing. Um, Podbean has that. And I liked Anchor because it had that initially where you could just be in a web browser and do the same thing. Podbean has exactly the same thing, but you can grow into it. So you can go from free into, you know, a basic plan, which is $5 and then a more professional plan. And you can keep your analytics, right? I'm scorned by Anchor because I had to delete my entire podcast as I shuffled it over because Spotify were like, we don't have your RSS feed and Anchor like, it's Spotify. And they were just going backwards and forwards, even though they're the same company. And I was just like, well, what can I do? And they're just like, well, it's not our problem. So we we don't know. And I'm just like, thanks. So I had to delete everything. And, but I knew that was going to happen. So one, have your own copy of everything. Um, and then go to Podbean because it's better. But then if you want something a little bit further on from that, where like Richard, He is the talent, right? He does the talking. (laughs) You are. You are. Come on now. Um, Because you just have the conversations. You don't have to worry so much about anything other than, is my microphone working? Am I doing an interview style or am I doing a solo style? So that's something that I help people with because not everybody's Joe Rogan and not everybody should be Joe Rogan. I personally don't think Joe Rogan should be Joe Rogan sometimes, <laughs> um, but you know, or Jocko, I, I actually prefer Jocko willing so far as like listening to really long podcasts. So you've got Joe Rogan, Jordan Peterson, um, Jocko willing, Joe Rogan does solo stuff. Um, no, he does interviewing stuff. Sorry. Um, yeah. a lot of the time he doesn't really do solo stuff. Jordan Peterson used to do kind of solo stuff, but he's gone into the interview route and Jocko is always a duo with an interview. Because there's Jocko and Echo, Charles, and then whoever else he decides to interview at that point. So I show people what style they want to do. If you want to do solo, that's great, but you will have moments where you don't want to do it. Um, how how do you manage that when you don't want to do a solo <laughs> podcast, um, Richard? I think that's that's something yeah. you've yeah. you've got some insight yeah. on. Is it an, is it an, a question you actually want me to answer? Um, yeah, or... go on. Yeah, I mean. Well, there's two sides to it. One is I well, basically force myself. So um, I, I, I often get to that Monday. So I had in my head when we were working Monday midnight um, as the deadline. By the way, it should have been UK midnight, not, you know, Brazil midnight. Um, but it kind of always inevitably shifts and drifts. Um, but I was looking for inspiration, um, knowing that I made a commitment really to my audience. I would always I'd do this every week. I typically take uh, August and December off or large chunks of it. That was a way to stay motivated, by the way. Um, But I made a a sort of a promise or a commitment to do it. 
Um, and then just look for the inspiration. And sometimes inspiration hit me right at the 11th hour, literally. And then I'd go and record. Uh, I'd always have a, um, a notebook or something with ideas that I would try and jot down as they came along. Um, and then the other thing is I'd do a series format. The series format was easier for me because I knew you know, the general topic. And um, some of the earlier series were just me. Uh, and in more recent series, I've, I've had uh, guests on. But bringing guests on brings its own, you know, challenges too, because you need to do all the admin, the coordination, the setup, you know, you know, profiling people and saying yes to some and no to others. So I think, it, it, you know, you said I was unusual for one of your, uh, for a podcaster or one of your clients, because I'm probably unusual for several reasons, but um, I was unusual because um, I've, it's been going for so long. Mm -hmm. We will talk about that you know uh, hopefully but anyway yeah it was it was hard to motivate myself but normally a glass of red would would help you know let's Good. just say that my audience uh sometimes would uh the occasional person if i met in person would bring me a bottle of red wine um, maybe i mentioned it more than once on the podcast who knows anyway back yeah. to you so you do the podcasting you'll help people you know shape their direction if you like scope what's what sort of format and how they should do it yeah, exactly. So um, I mentioned like Joe Rogan and Jocko Willink and all those kinds because um, having just that perpetual, just constant grind, you know, works for some people if they schedule it in and just like, you know, like like you, every Monday I record for it to be out every Wednesday. Cool. And then I do take time off. Some people forget that time off is necessary. Um, I'm like, no, I'm going to keep on going. It's just like, all right. Okay. I'll see you in Christmas at Christmas time. I'm like, what? It's like, you're not going to do an episode over Christmas. Like, I know this isn't going to happen. <laughs> like, no, it's going to happen. Oh, I'm away with family. Of course you are. Um, so, you know, getting people to understand maybe seasons is better. I'm actually pushing pretty much everybody into the seasonal yeah. format now because there's just too many podcasts dying unnecessarily. Um, so I do that. I help people figure out how to set up their websites to add a podcast feed into their blog if they want. I typically encourage people to have individual posts for each episode, just because if you want some easy search engine optimization, blah, 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 that works really well. Um, and also for guests, if you have an individual page and you have a fairly prolific guest's name on there, that individual page will rank higher with that guest's name as well. So cheat codes, um, so I do all of this stuff for people. Um, I do the editing or one of my editors do the editing because I've created this kind of like template for everyone to use. They use the same, exactly the same software. Like we use three bits of fairly expensive kit and all of us use exactly the same stuff, more or less exactly the same version. So I don't have to worry about that. Um, and sometimes if they want it, um, I'll do audiograms. So the little animated kind of squares with like the fancy waveforms and um, subtitle text if people want it. Um, I am expanding into YouTube podcast videos where you don't have to be seen. So it's just the entire episode is up there as an audio only thing, but with yeah. subtitles because I'm a huge fan of accessibility. So I'm just like, how do you make it more accessible? You have a visual podcast. And that's free. I think that's pretty much everything for, for podcasting. I was going to say for podcasting because you also <laughs> do audio books as well, right? Yes, I do. I prime, well, the entire focus now, because I used to try and expand and think, oh, maybe I'll open a studio one day. I don't want to open a studio. So my whole focus is actually coaching people how to record their audiobooks at home without the need to create a like 5,000 pound booth for recording. If Matthew McConaughey 
<laughs> can record his audiobook. Have you? I don't think you've seen this. He he recorded his audiobook from home. If you look on his Instagram, right, uh-huh. and you go back quite a bit now because he he launched it. He launched his book Green Lights. Green Lights free yeah. plugging for him. It's crazy. But I watched him create not literally but I, I watched him how he created his audiobook and i saw the room he was in okay it was terrible like from a sound engineer's point of view yeah, yeah. he clearly had a really thick rug on the floor but beyond that he had um not far from you know this like my this microphone that i'm showing that you're not going to see but i have a it's a samsung q2u you know really basic thing he had just a, a fairly basic um by microphone standards microphone um i think it was an audio technica thing and it was connected via xlr so it was was more advanced don't worry about the the jargon but he just used that and just spoke into it at his table and that was it and i listened to the audiobook and because he was so charismatic you don't really care about the fact that you can hear room reflections and for me that's like perfect inaction is better than uh, perfect Imperfect action, sorry. Imperfect action is better than perfect inaction, oh, right? Because he could have, he could have gone to a studio during lockdown. Like he's not poor. Like he could have gone and done <laughs> it. Um, but he chose to make it really authentic. And I'm just sat here going, yeah. "Look, this Texan can do it." So so can you. Yeah. Um, so that's that's my whole thing with audiobooks. Um, so yeah, after. Sometimes, uh, let me just clarify. So uh, you can help people avoid necessarily going to a big, expensive studio because studios can be expensive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with all the kit and the soundproofing and the other people on you know, the side twisting dials and stuff. Um, you, can, you can actually get people to kind of record from their home environment. or Yes. Um, and, and let me just clarify, it could involve duvets. Is that right? It could potentially involve duvets. Um, it 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 really depends on your home. So I tend to do live zooms with people, um, and I just again coach them through like, well, basically I get them to to sit in the room, sit in the space that they would potentially be recording. And because yeah. I have, for want of a better phrase, hypersonic hearing, um, when I'm listening to someone in a, a Zoom meeting, I can already pick up what their room sounds like. So, for example, Richard, your room right now. People probably aren't going to hear this because I actually tend to edit out your room. Um, Maybe for this episode, I won't do it. Maybe I'll leave it and, you know, people can understand what what the difference is. Um, But your room has a little bit of echo in it. My room has a bit of echo in it, but I've got like wall-to-wall carpets, which kills off most of the sound because my ceiling is actually really high. It's a Victorian conversion. So it's about, I think, three and a half meters from floor to ceiling, which is huge. Um, but you can't hear that. I can hear the space in your room. Um, cause I'd imagine you have hard floors. I do. Aha, so I can hear that. Um, cause the base reflects off of the hard floors and yeah, then got, the treble. Got one, one rug apart from, you know, but then I've got wooden floors. Yeah. Yeah. So you, that, that's the stuff typically you want to edit out because of ear fatigue. So I help people with that. Um, I clarify, you know, if they have, if they tell me their budget, I will tell them what microphone to get. Um, possibly if they need to get a, a filter or a shield of some description, a pop shield is like 99% always needed. Um, I have this weird Afro looking thing on my microphone, which basically turns my microphone into a studio. Um, so it's like 5,000 pounds worth of studio in a 200 pound Afro, um, which if you want, you can get, it's not necessary. 
Um, and then, yeah, teaching people how to talk properly uh, with their audiobook, um, how to do retakes that make my life easier because some people will try and do a retake halfway through a sentence. And I'm like, <laughs> no. What do you want me to do with that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. Like, you know, when you mess the word up, you kind of sped through that word and then sped into the next word. And if I edit two retakes together like that, it's going to sound terrible. So I force people to redo sentences. Even if the last word is, is fluffed up, you have to do the whole sentence again just because of flow and time. And I don't get people to edit. Because the more you edit as a person who's not technical, the more it affects your your speech. So I do all of that. Um, and then they give it to me. They give their recordings. I give them software to use, which is just Audacity, which is free. Um, it's a great bit of kit. I do the editing. And then depending on how hands-on they want, I will hold their hands on ACX. So I'll literally log into ACX, set everything up, attach it to their ebook that they need to have for ACX to work. And then if there's errors, like ACX will send a technical email back, which looks like Mandarin to most people. They're just like, I don't understand. What are LUFs and what is this? And what is the DBS? Da, 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 da. I'm just like, just give me the email. <laughs> Let me read what the problems are. Then I fix it. So I do all of that. And I haven't jumped onto the marketing and promotion sides of it yet because eh, I'm not interested. Okay. But um, I think equally to flip it around the other way. So um, you know, so you can complement, you can give the, the the scoping and the guidance, the the technical know-how, mm-hmm. um, you know, what kit to get, how to start and how to make it sort of future-proof and get that good old uh, SEO and all that kind of stuff, whether it's podcast, whether it's um, audio book. I think from where I'm thinking of it now is, well, so what? You know, well, because you want to build authority, perhaps you want to put um, content out there on a different platform. The audio, I mean, it's growing massively, basically, mm-hmm. podcasting generally. Uh, audio um, uh, media is growing. Video media is also growing, but, it's, you know, it's, this is this is our space right now. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that. So if you have a passion for sharing knowledge, if you want to write books, uh, if you want to reach, you know, different um, audiences, then, you know, that's why you might consider doing it. And there's a way to do it, you know, perhaps you've alluded to on a on a budget or on a more accessible level. So, you know, I was told, you know, I've published a couple of books. I was told it's 10K to publish a book, you know, to do an audio book, you already throw a figure out there. You know, it's, it's a, you know, probably the same again, all in. It's about um, 7K. Yeah. If you're going to do it with a publisher or whatever, it'll be five to 7K. So, yeah. And then, you know, so that I think, if you've got that as an interest, as a passion, then you can actually help make that happen and be a good partner. So mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to get that out there. And equally, with uh, um, moving into what else we're going to talk about, we've got a couple of things. So I, I do think it's important we speak about that epiphany moment you helped me with. Um, and I think it can help the audience maybe. So you know where I'm going with this. Do I you? do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just checking. <laughs> so um, we, when we had that first Facebook, uh, so we moved off Facebook and we had a Zoom meeting, yep. that first in-person meeting, um, which was great, by the way. Uh, good to have that. But you, you said something to me that I wasn't expecting. Do you remember? Well, I, I reckon that you were neurodivergent or like you probably have ADHD like me. <laughs> so... Yeah, and it was like we were having this conversation, 
And uh, you said, ah, oh, you know, I have this condition. And I think maybe you could too. So just first of all, let's get it out there. What is it? What is the condition we're talking about? Yeah. So, so we're talking about uh, attention deficit disorder or attention deficit hyperactive disorder. Um, it's, it's weird. Some people say like ADHD is the term or ADD is the term. And I still feel they're kind of interchangeable really, but it is literally just the sense that one person, a person's brain, one's brain does not fire or run in a neurotypical fashion. So, um, and that, that can kind of, uh, show up in so many, so many different ways for, for various people. Um, I know with me, I have squirrels in my brain, for want of a better phrase, and I have constant diverging conversations happening all the time. Like even right now, mentally at the back of my head, I'm thinking about my cat and what he's doing. I'm thinking about what's going on in the kitchen. I'm thinking about maybe doing jujitsu later on. I'm thinking about why my fridge is making a weird noise, even though it isn't, but it was making a weird noise last night. Like, so there's a constant hum of things going on and like we're, we're quite, um, reward driven. So quite dopamine driven, which like, Oh, everyone is like, no, 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 no. There are some moments where if something really, really has zero kind of benefits, I, you, you mentioned the, so what thing, which I think is really quite a good way of, of helping people understand <laughs> how brains work is our, so what is over 11. Like it's, it's dialed up so high with every single situation that we can do something. Yeah. We can do something midterm. Yeah. If the long term is like super delicious, then fine. We'll keep on going because the so what we'll keep on being like, because of that. And that's a shiny cookie. That's the shiniest cookie of all. And we want that shiny cookie. Fine. If the so what is like, ah, you, you, you get a box of crumpets and it's just like, Nope. And then that's it. Like once the brain goes, no, then it's really, really hard to kind of push over. So that's my understanding of my experience of ADHD. But I also find people who I, I vibe with really well tend to have a similar kind of functioning or I start to see things. I'm just like, oh, these things are happening. And I know that this is part of this. So with you, when we were talking face to face, I was just like, I had my, um, um, hypotheses <laughs> that I'd been collecting over time, just kind of like, okay, these are things that are happening. And I kind of have a feeling that this is this, and I wasn't going to mention it cause it's not my place to, but when we had that face to face, I was just like, ah, I think we're comfortable enough to just have that conversation. And we were. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I think I'm really grateful that you did. I mean, um, so I'm 55, I'll just put it out there again. I, every time I talk about it, I'm saying 55, uh, and I was 55 when we had that conversation, so it was fairly recent. Yep. And um, the point about mentioning my age is that I've gone through my entire life and not known that. And then you said it very kindly, and uh, you said it in a way that you thought could help me, um, which, by the way, is helpful just for anyone um, who might you know, just not be so aware. And I, I had no clues, no diagnoses, no suggestions, no nothing um ever <laughs> uh, although my life had sometimes you know warranted you know someone to look into those sort of things as you can probably imagine because when you start to have these types of thoughts or um you know what the component parts of ADD or ADHD are um you know it kind of shows up mm. um in your life and your relationships and things like that and your work so um ne- never had I but then I went away 
uh, did some research first of all. I read about 20 web pages, um, as you might expect. <laughs> and um, and then I went and spoke to someone who knows a lot about it, who specializes in the area. And uh, he says, yeah, um, you kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. This is a new world now. Uh, in fact, it wasn't a new world because it's still the same world. But what I, you know, there was a missing piece of the puzzle because it, I clearly knew there was something, you know, like, why do I do what I do? Why did I get in the same place again? And all this sort of stuff. Never really had the answer. So it, it gave me the start of an answer. It was a massive relief. Um, and so now I'm going through, you know, this discovery, um, learning more about the condition, how I can manage it, how I can cope with it. Um, you know, what tools can I use, what uh, other supporters are available. And by the way, recognizing that I had my own preconceived ideas and stereotypes and, um, you know, unfair labels, actually, about what this uh, condition meant and others which are related, let's say. Uh Um, Autism could be another one that, you know, Uh has got a common gene, I understand. So, um, you know, dyslexia, similarly. So, you know, common routes which can diverge off into these conditions. And it's more, you know, it seems to be more common than people think. Because now I can I'm doing what you do. And I'm going, oh blocking uh, <laughs> blocking that behavior. Um, you know, maybe they've got something too, but I haven't quite got the guts to, you know, do what you did with me. Anyway, so I'm really grateful that you A said that. And then B, it's made such a difference to my life uh, now because it's made sense of it. Uh, I've forgiven myself for you know, this condition, by the way, it has its advantages. It's not necessarily uh, a negative thing, um, but it is helpful to know. And then, you know, it, it is a spectrum. Um, mm-hmm. You know, not everybody has all of the different com- components. And so, you know, I have less hyperactivity, for example, although you might be surprised by me rambling on right now. <laughs> um, anyway, so I just think it's good to get it out there. Um, I've since discovered some initial self-tests that you can undertake. I mentioned it on a previous conversation, which you I know you would have listened to um, when we put it out uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Yep. I'll probably put the link in the show notes. I don't know if you've got any suggestions. Um, there's, um, there's a mag or a virtual e-mag, I think, called Attitude. And it's Attitude as an ADD. Attitude. Okay. <laughs> Instead yeah. of attitude, it's attitude. Um, and there's a it's it's a great resource and reference space just for um for everybody. So it's like adults with ADD, um, parents with children who have ADD. Um, and that's the main thing that I have. Like a lot of uh friends from the jujitsu space who are parents who come and roll, and then they have, you know, their younger kids or teenage kids or young adult kids. You know, because I I don't I won't shut up about it sometimes. Because if I have a moment where I just go completely sparkle brain, I'm just like, oh, okay, this is not usual. But I'm really hyperactive at the moment, and I'm sorry if I'm coming on like very strong and very weird. And they're just like, no, it's fine. It's like, I got ADD, and it's like, I just literally say it so by the by, and then they're just like, oh. And then after class, they'll st- we'll start have a conversation. They're like, oh, my kids got it, or I recently got diagnosed. Blah 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 blah. So attitude mag is great, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, a YouTube that I love watching in short spurts is called How to ADHD, which is led by a woman who has ADHD um, and a few other things. And I like that because women with ADHD don't quite, you know, get as much coverage as, uh, you know, men with ADHD. So those are the two places. Um, But I'm going to segue in because I'm aware of time to um, 
we've been speaking about like systems and and ways to manage like the podcast because you've been doing this for six years. You know, it's it's been a long, long ass time. And I feel, and, and we both spoke about this, that like the current structure and energy of it is just not quite sitting very well with who you are and where you're going, almost mm-hmm. literally in, in a way. Um, I can say that because you mentioned that today. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> you can say that. Can we so, still have a little bit of time, by the way, don't worry. Um, yeah. Um, so, so, you know, I think, um, again, I'm, I mentioned like I'm trying to push people into seasons because it gives, especially neurodivergent types, more space to kind of breathe and to work within um, clusters of hyperfocus because that's what we excel at. When we like something, <laughs> that's it. The blinkers are on and we are just, yeah. it, it's go time, which is really beneficial. Like, I think that's one of the, the superpowers we have. Um, so trying to kind of like ring that into your podcasting and kind of, instead of the structure being a constant every, you know, Wednesday ad, ad nauseum, um, I suggested, and I think we are going to look into turning it into a seasonal kind of thing. Uh, so going forwards in, in the new year, (laughs) each season is probably going to have four to eight episodes or so. Um, and like you, you spoke about the series that you've been doing. Um, and I feel, I don't know if any of the listeners feel that when you do a season or a series or you do a series, like the focus and the drive and kind of just the, the general vibe of it is just like, yeah, right. You've, you've got this thing where you jump into it and then you have this expectation and understanding that like, this is going to happen. Next episode is going to be this next episode is going to be this, like, you know, you can keep on going and then you're just like, Ooh, that was a nice that was a nice round off finish. So that's that's part of the new stuff that's going to be coming in. Um, but the old stuff, we're going to revamp and turn into them their own seasons. Because sometimes, you know, when you do your solo episodes and, and you have your moments of inspiration, um, we're going to put those moments of inspiration into their own little seasons of highlighted topics. So... What does this mean for the listener? So what? Who cares? Uh-huh. Listener, why, why is this important? It's important because I've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it, it's, it's a lot and, and it's fine. But it also means as a result, um, the podcast is going to have a breather. It's going to have a break for a while, for a few months, actually. Um, I don't know, Richard, if you, if you want to jump into, into why, because like you're, you're having quite a big old shift yourself, aren't you? Yeah, sure. I mean, that's it. I think where, where I started with a podcast, and it would be almost seven years, by the way, um, um, now, um, you know, I was still learning. I was kind of learning myself as I went and um, sharing a lot of what I learned with the audience and trying to give out good content and trying to make it a little bit more um, at the sort of beginner level. Um, whereas my own business and has expanded and mushroomed and exploded into lots of different directions, and I'm so far removed from that today. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, all being well. I'll own, you know, four businesses this year, which are out, you know, some of them are property related, not all of them. Um, I'm, I'm in mergers and acquisitions. I'm moving into blocks and portfolio type of transactions from a property point of view. Um, it's, you know, I'm, I'm in such a different place. Uh, and obviously from a self-growth uh, development point of view, that's also changing. And I think, you know, there's there's now a disconnect between where I started and what I intended and, and where I am now. So I'm talking about almost, I want it to be real. Uh, it's always wanting to be real, but my reality has changed. 
Um, and so I, I think I kind of want it to be a sort of a real life expose of what I'm in, involved in, you know, kind of now. And so it's going to be a pivot from where it was to where it will be. There'll be a bit of a bridge, I, I believe, where uh, Shiggy, you're going to help, mm-hmm. um, you know, to maybe repurpose or uh, reassimilate, whatever you want to call it, repackage some of the existing content. I think I might have the odd word now and again, but otherwise I'm going to take a break and um, recharge, get get my energy back. And then, you know, when we get back, it'll probably this mix, max, mix and a match between um, some of the, you know, older stuff and then some of the newer stuff and, and a more seasons space. I think that's how I understand it, but mm-hmm. I know it's a bit of a guinea pig idea that you kind of want to test out on me to some extent. So, <laughs> exactly. Um, at the moment but let's see how it goes be well looked after obviously um but you know with with all of that like there's there's the kind of because you are you have shifted quite quite you know successfully and 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 moved on to kind of i suppose more high like niched interests you know within the property space um there's also this opportunity and this this idea of maybe having like a co-host or someone kind of just leading a little bit more as well so there's a lot of changes afoot, but it doesn't mean that the information is going to be diluted. In fact, I think it's the opposite, right? Where, you know, past content is going to be completely concentrated into specific themes. Um, and when you come in to have a chat, you know, they'll be interviewing with with different people or maybe the same people, but from a very, very different perspective, which is going to be refreshing for everybody. Um, and yeah, there'll be a newfound energy and a presence with uh, the property voice in a, in a new fashion, which will help with, I suppose, having a neurodivergent kind of brain because you are juggling so many different things rather than just completely dropping the ball and letting a seven-year-old podcast turn into a big old dead oak tree floating in an eternal ocean. What a few, um, you know, just having it still keep on going and still kind of people reaping the rewards from that, I think is what we're focusing on. Still having value. Yeah. And I think, you know, you're going to play a key part in that. And that again has really helped me um, extend that into that, uh, into that space. So I think that this really interesting uh, segue period, this bridge, then I think there'll be some, you know, a blend of different types of content that comes forward. So I guess that just sort of sets it up in a way about what you can expect, uh, dear listener, about, you know, <clears throat> the podcast. I think we're still reading, there'll be content coming out, um, even if I'm perhaps in the background and, and taking a bit of a rest and working out what, what I'm going to say and do next. So I wanted Shiggy to come along so that um, she could share, uh, you know, from her perspective, you know, how this is going to be. And also for you, listen, if you're listening, um, you know, you know what's going on behind the scenes, you know why, uh, hang around, um, you know, the, you'll, you'll still get all the old stuff and uh, which, you know, my heart and soul went into, but you're going to get a lot of new stuff going forward too. And I think we'll experiment with the style and the, um, the way in which the podcast goes forward. So just grow with me, I think, uh, grow with us um, is the answer. So um, is that it? Is that what we wanted to, how we wanted to position things? That's it. That's, that's definitely it. I think, uh, you know, I'd, I'd imagine with, with your listeners and the various level of listeners, not everyone will have been here from day one. Nope. So, you know, for a lot of people getting some kind of past content that they maybe have never listened to, um, cause it's a lot, seven years is a lot, 
you know. Um, I don't know how many Wednesdays that is, but it's a lot of Wednesdays. Um, so yeah, it's going to be refreshing for everyone. Um, you're always going to have something to learn and then the new stuff is going to be super exciting. Exactly. Well, I've got a couple of questions, so maybe people can think about this in the meantime. So <clears throat> should it still be called the property voice? Um, given, you know, different direction. Um, who knows? But that's cool. Just a few things, few ideas. So, and, and you can still make me say some things now and again. Is that right? Of course. Okay. Yeah, got, got to have the human in there a little bit. All right. And this is going to go out round about end of November-ish, maybe early December. Um, would we have a break for Christmas and then something happens in January? Is that pretty much? Yeah. Um, so, so... <sighs> There's going to be some stuff starting. I I'm I don't celebrate Christmas, um, so I will be working very 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 hard uh, to get the first cluster of things out. Um, so probably the second or third week of January is when the kind of the the bridging happens, like the the bridging event will start happening. Um, and yeah, just got to keep your ear to the ground. Uh, maybe maybe join an email list. Post uh, in the description. <laughs> Maybe yeah. if you're not on the email list, maybe jump onto it because that's where the first uh, kind of sniff of everything's going to come from, um, and then it will obviously be up on the web on on the website and various other places. So, Sounds good. is there anything else you wanted to say before we finish today, Shiggy? No. Um, thank you for being an amazing client, uh, Richard. Honestly, um, you know you've been one of the the founding the founding five you've been part of the founding five of audio fi um and one of my longest serving clients and you've been an absolute dream to work with even though the style that we work together is very very freaking unique and again i can't reiterate this no one else contact me for this style of like working because <laughs> yeah there's a limit <laughs> there, there is a limit and my limit is three and I'm on two out of three and I don't really want to get three out of three because I will be completely burnt out. Um, but yeah, Richard, thank you so much for being an amazing client. I really appreciate uh, it. That's really kind of you to say. And it's been amazing to work with you as well, because <clears throat> you really, as I say, fitted around me, you know, it's been wonderful. You've given good, you know, really good ideas and content and you just saved my bacon so many times, by the way. <laughs> uh, so how do people reach out to you, Shiggy? How do they find you? If you want to find me, um, my website is audiofi.me. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff on there. Just click the contact or hit the little um, live question chat, the live chat. Um, there's there's a thing there. You can uh, contact me through there. If you want to email me, contact at audiofi.me is good. If you're on Instagram, at audiofi.me altogether. Um, so A-U-D-I-O-F-Y-M-E. Uh, it's on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn at audiofi.me. Just it's everywhere. Um, yeah. So just, just reach out, say, Hey, I listened to the podcast with Richard and I have questions and we can go Sounds from there. Good. I'm glad you spelt it because I knew it was spelt differently, perhaps to how people might be imagining it. Yeah. So we'll, we'll put those links in the show notes as well. So I'll take that. So Shiggy, thanks for coming on. Um, thanks for, by the way, in, you know, more than one way, helping me understand myself a bit better uh, in that, that fateful call we talked about. Also to keep the podcast alive, because basically I was probably thinking of, of stopping altogether. Um, so you've helped uh, re-energize it and find a new focus. Looking forward to seeing how that shapes. But I guess I'm going to do the outro now, which, uh, which is basically... Um, if uh, the show notes for the, 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 this particular episode are going to be over the website, thepropertyvoice.net, 
if you wanted to talk about anything from today's show or anything, or get on that email list that uh, Shiggy talks about, then perhaps email podcast at thepropertyvoice.net and I'll send it through to Karen, who's actually admin at thepropertyvoice.net. So that's confused, you know. So uh, send an email, email to one of us and you'll get on that list. Equally, I can direct you to Shiggy if you didn't take a note of her um, uh, contact details or you're driving or you're in the gym or something like that. So we can do that. But I guess all that remains to say is thanks very much for listening. Who knows what the future will uh, hold for us? Uh, and until next time on the Potty Voice podcast, this chapter. Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.